to the It's a Hustle podcast. I am your host, Joe Garrix, coming to you from the New York Comedy Club in the East Village with its owner, second-time guest, Emilio Savone. Emilio, welcome back. What? What? Glad to have you. I just what what it on your podcast. Yeah, I know. I think that's going to go over great. I think yeah. it's going to be a big hit with our listeners. Joe's wearing his Fairfield Comedy Club hat, which I think might be now part of his body i think this it's is, part of his head uh, i wear so it every good. day i try to always be on brand i always yeah. have my fairfield comedy club damn hat right. and i'm always wearing vans damn right i you put a fairfield comedy club sticker on the 59th street bridge and i sent it to joe in excitement and joe goes oh that's cool vandalism <laughs> and i walked by this was like three months ago and i, I didn't wa- realize you put it there i was like oh that's crazy that someone put a put i put it there. there and it's still there <laughs> i don't know why it didn't that will to be there forever <laughs> Well, I apologize for calling you a vandal. Uh, but that's no, no I was vandalizing. <laughs> well, if you're going to vandalize, you know, in the purpose of supporting the brand. It's I guess ever I'm since okay being in the East Village, man. I like graffiti now and I vandalize things. <laughs> you only opened the club in the East Village a few months ago. Exactly. Now I'm a vandalizer. <laughs> oh, man, you have fallen fast, sir. Uh-huh. Well, Emilio, I'm, I'm glad to have you back. You know, last time we chatted kind of about your hustle and your path. And today I thought it might be interesting to chat with you, uh, you know, kind of as your role as an owner and a booker of m- multiple rooms, uh, you know, for comics who are up and coming, they're trying to get more stage time, they're trying to get booked at clubs or, you know, get regularly seen. Like, what kind of advice would you give to people? Like, let's say, you know, starting off, like, you know, someone who's like newer, maybe has a few years under their belt trying to kind of like, work out a space for themselves. Yeah, you know, I, I, I think um, it's tough because I, I'm someone who um, I have a great deal of respect for people who have a lot of gumption and people that can be very forward and forthright and just, you know, want to sell themselves. But I also can see how it can be a little much. I've seen a lot of people be too much with it. So unfortunately, it is kind of like this weird situation because on one hand, how do you make yourself stick out? And then also, how do you kind of go for what's yours? Because... You know, a lot of times people who do make themselves stick out or, or take the initiative, I think more more than not, they're going to get things versus the person who is a little more docile or a little more passive, right? Yeah. But my advice is, is you know, just to try to be as available as possible. doesn't necessarily mean you have to hang out at the end of the bar all night long, but be part of the community. Be, be part of the circle and the thread of the comedy scene, especially in New York. And... There are so many opportunities now to get into all the clubs, maybe not on rotation, but to get onto the stages of clubs. You know, even a club like the Comedy Cellar, which, you know, most people will recognize as, you know, one of the more grueling places to get passed at. They have so many rooms now that there are a lot of comedians that are getting to perform at the Fat Black or whatnot who maybe aren't necessarily rotation comics there, but they're getting to perform there. So take advantage of those opportunities there is so much stage time right now throughout this city that as long as you um act professional as long as you're not overbearing and as long as you make yourself kind of aware or make yourself available and make yourself definitely stick out by introducing yourself you know introducing yourself to an owner or a booker nothing wrong with that the issue is, is when you stand for for ten minutes, you talk their off about things that is clearly like the booker when they're at a comedy club, they're they're at work, you yeah. know, they are at work and they're assessing so a lot of things. So chase them down, but don't be hassling them. Don't be hassling them. Just say, hey, you know, introduce yourself or try to be noticed, try to be seen. But ultimately, trust me, at some point, 
you will be seen by that person on yeah. stage. They will have the opportunity to see you or they will hear about your comedy really will speak for itself. But how do you get that stage time initially? Like, let's take somebody who, you know, say they know the New York Comedy Club. They don't know you. They haven't met you. They're trying to figure their way in. You know, because I'll say, like, with Fairfield, the room that we run, you yeah. know, in Connecticut, we, we get emails sometimes of people, like, sending videos, stuff like that. And I... I'll be honest, I ignore it. <laughs> you yeah. know, I, I don't I don't notice it. Um, are there things that people have done that that you have noticed? Are there a certain tax or suggestions for someone who's, you know, maybe completely unknown to you to get noticed or get that first opportunity? Is it producing a show? Is it, you know, what is it that will catch your eye for the first time or get somebody that initial in? Oh, man. I mean, it, it's it's I think at this point now it's um. There's a lot of ways to get in. Uh, like, for example, we do roast battle, right? I'm not saying if you do roast battle, you're going to um, automatically get an audition or that's going to get you, like, spots or anything like that. But by doing a show like a roast battle, which I'm very much involved with, I get to know who you are. I get to see you do something that is very joke-written uh, driven. So how do you get on a roast battle? Man? Right? Somebody so, wants to do roast battle, what's their path? Oh, roast battle is easy. All they got to do is just... They can just message me or message uh, James Pontillo, who basically books Roast Battle now. He kind of took on as running that show for me um, in REL. They can message him, say, I want to do a Roast Battle, you know. Again, will Roast Battle get you in, on our shows? No. But it's something. It but gets it will a get... possible relationship, gets, get to meet some people. Oh, dude. Yeah. I've, I've, there are, I mean, comics like Maddie Smith and Catherine Zini and, and James Pontillo and uh, Jessica Fleischer now. I mean, these are all comics that kill it on that show. And I tell our booker, I go, Amy, you have got to get these people in, yeah, get these comics auditions. Andrew great. Manning, who's yeah. been a lot of fun, young comics. That's one way. Another way is, you know, try to get to know a lot of the producers that we work with. We work, you produce shows here, you know. I, uh, I don't book any shows here. Uh, don't don't yeah. put that out. Yeah, yeah, you book don't two. put that out in the either. Um, I do not book these shows. No, this but listen, we do, do, uh, we do a ton of produce shows. We do a lot of produce shows. We don't do actually as much as I may be saying, but like we definitely do a fair share of produce shows. And we view our producers really as an extension of the booking process. We like them to get comics, obviously comics that are mainstays here. We like to see, you know, comics that are regular here because our customers are used to that. But we also do rely on them to bring in comedians maybe we haven't seen, that we don't know a lot. And that's a good opportunity to get booked at the club where maybe it's not necessarily through the booker or the house shows, but a producer shows, it's stage time, it gets you here and you know what? The staff might see you. You know, everything here, dude, everything that we do here is is all about the comedy. Our waitresses, they're listening to the comedy. The doormans listen to the comedy. And all that stuff gets back to Amy. It all gets back to me and Scott. You know, I will meet young comics, and they won't know that I already know who they are because we've been talking about them. Do the waitresses and doormen think I'm funny? Sometimes. Oh, I'll have to work on that. <laughs> but they think you're damn charming, Joe. Well, I'm t- no one could deny that. Yeah. But, but if you listen, if you're a young comedian, again, my, my, my advice is it's all about one thing, stage time. Don't get too fixated on, on trying to get into one particular club or not. I mean, you know, everything has its due process. 
you know, being part of this comedy community is no different than anything else. You know, you, there's phases to it. You might start off an open micer, then you get to get some spots and you do some bar shows, club spots. You just got to stay the course and just make sure you're funny. And if you're funny, people will take notice, at least the smart club owners and bookers will. And I think that's How many why club owners are smart. Uh, we're, we're, yeah, all, you know, all of them. They're all very <laughs> smart. Um, all right. So, uh, no, I appreciate those insights. That's really helpful. One, one random question. You might not have an answer to this. I don't, I don't know if there is an answer to this. Or, uh, you know, as younger comics are thinking about, you know, their material, you know, their presence on stage, you know, obviously you don't want to tell a comic, you know, what to do. Um, but do you have any, like, general suggestions, just some things that they should be thinking about in terms of their performance or in terms of their material that will help them outside of, you know, just being funny? Yeah, like, just, to have, just have a point of view. You know what I mean? Be committed in the material that you're saying. Don't be don't be too concerned about you know offending. Don't be concerned about crossing a line. I mean, comedy is all about finding where that line is, right? So, I think a lot of people sometimes play back to the room. Some people play to the front of the room. I mean, ultimately, just play to what you think is funny. Try to connect with the audience. Have a point of view. Um, you know, even some of the most generic and most typical and mundane topics can still be very fresh and innovative or seem fresh and innovative if it's being said in the proper way yeah you know um you know there are so many comics out there that you know how many times you watch a comic who is telling the joke and you may have heard the kind of versions of that joke before it's like a topic that you've kind of heard before but it just makes you laugh so much harder because they've tapped into a perspective on that that is so unique. It's the perspective that's unique. It's not so much the topic, you know. It's yeah. crazy, man. I mean, everyone's talking about the same stuff for the most part. Not, this, I mean, I would honestly say probably eighty percent of comics, maybe more, are kind of all taking about talking about. They're talking about politics, maybe religion, smoking weed, relationships, you know. And th there's definitely some people that go way out of the box and are really digging deep, but it's all about perspective. Yeah. Well, thanks. Point of view. All right, and one one quick final question. Who are your top three favorite comics to see live right now? To like, see live yeah, right now. Yeah, who are your now? favorite comics to see live right now? Wow. Good one, right? Should I give you Should I give you a heads up on this one? Should I you're, send you're, this to your assistant before the uh, interview? No, 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 not at all, not <laughs> at all. I'm just trying to think. You know, I... Uh, well, We're not going to hold your response. No, no, I'll tell you right now. I, uh, I really... Um, we, you know, we were talking about him earlier. I really enjoy Andrew Schultz. Mm -hmm. I really like watching Scholes live because, you know, Andrew, I, he has a really good following and a good fan base. And I think and, and a lot of it is from Guy Code. <clears throat> and um, I think a lot of his audiences, when they go see him live, they don't realize just how how deep Andrew goes. Yeah. And he does a good job of kind of he goes into uncomfortable moments and then he comes out of it just with just really brilliant writing he's yeah. a really funny dude he's one of my favorite guys to watch um i mean live god like i mean we might get to see him at our comedy festival hopefully yes yeah i mean i love matt richards of course i can always watch matt every day all yeah, the time he's, I he's just a riot non-stop i think he's so just great Even when he's not on stage watch. he's hilarious yeah i mean he's he's awesome and uh i mean i feel like i gotta throw like a big big guy in there but I'm trying to think of who oh oh i thought i thought i might the third name. And I, I, I love... But no, uh, big is good. Go and big. I think I love watching DeStefano, too. Chris is one of my favorite guys. Yeah. Awesome. Well, some great recommendations, both for comics and audiences, from Emilio Savone. Emilio, always a pleasure to have you. Thanks so much. 
Yes, sir, Joe. You're doing God's work. Well, someone's got to. Peace. Thanks for listening to the It's a Hustle podcast. Special thanks to Eric Donnelly for our theme song, to Julian Rooney for all of our editing, to Lightswitch Advisors for our website and online marketing. If you have any web or marketing needs, Lightswitch Advisors is your go-to place, to Vans for all of our footwear and apparel. And also, please come to the first ever live recording of the It's a Hustle podcast, Saturday, April 27th at 5 p.m. at the Circle Hotel in Fairfield as part of the first Connecticut Comedy Festival, April 25th through 20th. Check that out at ctcomedyfestival.com. And please leave us a review. Tell your friends we appreciate your listening. Peace. Peace.